Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're asking the fundamental question, how many should I mint? One, two, three. All right, I don't want to spoil it. No spoilers. We'll let you know exactly how many to- We'll give you the exact number. You know, you can use this formula anytime now. Okay, now that we've overpromised on that one, what are you seeing in the news, Andrew? All right, what are we seeing out here? Oh man, Goblin Town. This this NFT collection has sadly taken over the space, and it's not just this one. So Goblin Town is is kind of a a term used for bear markets. This collection dropped at just the right time. It was a free mint, I believe. Last I looked, it was up at seven and a half ETH or so. Yeah, teasing. Ah. Uh, it's insane what this is doing. There's, they've had some, I don't know if it's just Twitter spaces or, or uh, you know, what, Clubhouse or whatever that they're just, it's like six hours of people making these <laughs> goblin sounds. I, I don't know what's going on. There's a ton of knockoff collections similar to this. It's all over the place on the leaderboards of, of volume right now. There's just. I don't know. This is what everybody's turned to because, you know, people can't turn away even in a bear market. They got to find something. And I don't own any of this stuff. It's, it's fun to watch. Hey, I, I'm glad people are, are having fun. I'm glad some people have made some serious ETH here. You know, be careful though. You know, this is, this is also where you can get burned really fast. Yeah. I mean, in the seven day look on Crypto Slam, I see Goblin Town like second to Board Ape, which is just impressive in terms of overall sales volume. If we're talking about sales volume, just like number of uh, things changing hands, you know, overall, the overall marketplace for NFTs in the past week is like down seven, eight percent. But I think, remember our adage here, the faster it rises, the faster it falls, right? That sort of the thing that burns brightest burns briefly. So I, I, I don't think we need to talk anybody out of not buying this so don't worry if you have one of these and you got it for free you should sell this okay this is financial advice we don't give funny that is financial freaking advice the no so we're why are we saying that uh cer- certainly like remember moonbirds that went up very very quickly but it had an established docs team this isn't like nobody knows who the person is like so okay could be anybody and guess what Usually people have chosen to be uh, anonymous for a reason as we have begun to find out time and time and time and time again. So that is a huge red flag. Again, the speed with which it went up. And then also, I'll just be honest, like the overall art, not there. Uh, The community is funny. I will say that. Meme community is real. Memes are like, it's not a joke. Well, it is a joke. But it's not a joke at how much the value embedded in it, in it is, as anyone who has ever seen Elon wax poetic about Doge. To Elon news, we're not going there today. No, we can skip Elon for, he doesn't do too much in NFTs, thank God. No. 
All right. But yeah, so we'll move on to the next story here. We've been talking a little bit about Ethereum uh, ENS names, and we just saw that Artifact, uh, recently purchased by Nike, they scooped up the .sploosh.eth name for 19.72 ETH and homage to the uh, the founding year of Nike. Yeah, that's 20 ETH. That's about $35,000 at the time. Uh, you know, it's moving quickly up down. So I will, you know, who knows what it is while well, you're listening to this, but yeah, that's some serious eat there. Congrats to the seller who, who thought to, to get the dot swoosh dot eat. I mean, that's not even swoosh dot eat. That is dot swoosh dot eat for 20 eats. So ENS names are hot. Yeah. I just, I don't understand how you find the seller for these things. How do people end up finding them? But that it's good to see, you know, that's, that's some serious adoption. I mean, we had that, we were talking about sort of the, per usual, remember the, the, the domains with, uh, the numbers, the three number domains dot, dot ETH. It's like, that's been on the like absurd rise. It's, it's worth if you're, if you're looking out there, we said in the previous one, we don't know how to make it an affordable project, but dot ETH names are affordable, wildly affordable. So if you want to go speculate, the problem is you have to speculate on a lot of, because if you're buying, what is it? Swoosh dot that you dot swoosh dot e, like it's an absurd thing that just happened to land on the the branding bingo coin of it but you know there's there's still a lot of names out there so if uh if you're out there i mean you could fish you can fish but yeah you know you, know, you get you it up with a lot of names. i've definitely spent some time looking for different things a lot of dead ends so you got to be patient looking for for the right name <laughs> Well, what's your approach to that? Like, I mean, not giving away your secrets, just you look around and various, you think about it. I end up doing it forever and then realizing that my great finds are not actually very good finds at all, I think. And I've registered a few, but yeah, I think you're trying trying to think of like domain names and, you know, then did it see the whole four digit number coming or I think all the five digits are gone. I'm sure all the five digits are gone at this point. That's only 10K, so... We know how fast those go. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure all the, you know, the numbers have been popular, but I still can't imagine that there's somebody just flipping, you know, seven, three, nine, one, two for, you know, each day, you know, or, you know, all, all these numbers, I think it's hard to understand how, you know, how to find all of these different numbers in the end, but, you know, strong names are definitely going to be a good play here. I just tried to get eight six seven five three zero. Can huh? Can I turn to you? Definitely not a dot ETH address. Somebody's already burned. All right, and you know maybe we should move on to the next one because we're seeing how strong what it means to have an ENS name that is an Ethereum name. Of course, now we've talked a bit about Solana. We've uh, I think George finally was able to buy into a project. We had a couple instances recently of Solana. Some bugs with the chain. One was that it was. It was down by, or was running behind for 30 minutes. Then the, uh, the uh, whole chain just went down for another four hours. This isn't, this isn't that unusual, unfortunately. And it is one of the, the security risks that we talk about when going to, uh, many of these other alt layer ones, those being non-Ethereum layer ones. Yeah. It drops the price of Solana also kind of tanked like 14%. Who knows why, but probably not, not because it seems to break on a weekly basis for multiple hours, which is, you know, the antithesis to reliable. And what's more, when that drops, so too does any underlying, you know, NFT that you have on, on the platform. 
I don't know. I, I really, I'm trying not to be such a, a hater. And I, that's why I bought my, I have my, my sea fish. What is it? Sea society fish that I bought. We posted in the region one. So disclosure, I have one of those cool analytics behind that. You know, I'm hopeful for the platform overall, but like, it's just, you know, you got to have a platform that's reliable enough to stay up and instill confidence. And if it doesn't, there's a lot of downstream negative effects. And along those same lines, we've got another headline here. There is a new Luna chain that was launched, Luna 2.0. It crashed immediately. I think it, it was over down over 70% right away. I think it is close to dead again. So, you know, kind of saw that one coming. Who's the, people weren't, you know, putting much into that. I assume it was people just getting airdrops and then immediately selling. But yeah, that, that's... Be careful getting into to any other of these new chains that aren't tried and tested. No trust, no token. And really it's it just, you know, it just serves as another sad headline here. Hopefully some of the people that I got just completely run, run over. And the last one got a little bit of a, an ability to recoup some of that. But again, you know, can, can we just stop creating these unstable coins and these these pieces just hurt the market. Oh, well. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it for our headlines. So let's move on to our affordable project, which George is going to talk about today. It's, it wasn't his originally. Wow. No. Tell us about this, George. All right. I have to, I'm not sure if I'm going to reserve thanks, but good old myth47.eth uh, in, our, in our Discord has been talking about good flower. Name. It's not bad. Myth47. Hey, there's ETH address and names. Like, what about name and that number? Name and number. All right, let's park that back. We'll have a brainstorm later. Myth, thank you for bringing this and also keeping it up the trend. Uh, and really what this is, it's a, it's a game. It's a staking game. Uh, and it's on, it's on Ethereum, these funny looking flowers, the flower fam, where you can get the... Uh, I the project, right? Flower fam. Flower fam. Yeah, and we have the, the link in here. And essentially what you can then do, currently like the floor is at 0.133, decent activity around it, but like there's only about 12% of them open for sale because 88% of them are staked. And they're staked because when you stake them, you can earn what's called honey coin. So you stake your JPEG and then you earn yield on that. So uh, classic sort of yield play here. You can save up that honey coin and then buy things like a bee or the ability to attract a bee, things that would then accelerate your staking rate. They've got land plans, other drops planned. It is a pretty robust discord. And so far the honey USD is holding up, but I think the play here, full disclosure, I, you know, I love roller coasters. So I jumped on this one is to, uh, to take a look at it and, you know, try staking a flower if you want to get in on it, but also keep in mind that the, I'm, I'm making $4 a day. So I will, I'll have made my, my money back, all things, you know, considered in a couple of months. So I don't know. Uh, but here's the honest play. These types of dynamics work completely fine, right? The DeFi game dynamic is fine until it's not fine. The music stops, the number drops pretty quickly. And I've been saying this in the Discord. So I, I'm in this, but also have sort of flashbacks to Pegaxi, where it was fine when all of these guilds were jumping in and buying new assets in the marketplace. This is very important. The money must come from somewhere. 
right? That coin is supported because people are buying it. Like me, I just spent money in to play this game. They get a percentage of that that goes into the economy. They're going to launch new flowers, secondary market. As long as people are buying and you see new people coming in, you're fine. Once that stops and profit taking starts, right? Everyone has upgraded to a certain level and you start to say, oh, okay, I don't care about yielding that much more. I care about cashing out. And you can look at these flows on the contract and whatnot. Once the amount of sort of minted honey is being superseded by the spent money, the spent meaning things that are transferred out of the ecosystem, once that inverts, number drops fast. I actually thought it was a lot longer window for when that would happen. And I thought that would peg actually, I took back my initial my initial amount pretty early, but then I kind of like, oh, I'll read best. I thought it would last a few months even at, at inverted. It doesn't. When it drops, it drops quickly because there's not enough uh, market volume, volume in terms of the, the number of holders of the actual coin to sustain a price selling pressure, which will, again, drop quickly. So here's the game. Absolutely not financial advice, but if you are going to get into it, monitor that. And as soon as you can, you take out your winnings. You take in what you were you know, spent to play with it. And then you're much safer playing the game and be wary of doubling down when you're at or nearing top of this because you're juggling knives. And so there's the full disclosure. It's a cute looking game, well-built. I'm very impressed with the technical element so far. It's easy to use. So bravo to that leaderboards, whatnot, cute looking flower. I'm going to try to get a B. I'm sure I'm going to get, I'm going to make mistakes. Even after I said this, I'm going to hold too long. I guarantee it. All right. Yeah. I think you were right in describing this as a roller coaster ups, downs. And remember that roller coasters take a lot longer to go up than they do to come down. But yeah, you seem to be a, a, a sucker for a roller coaster ride and just remember to get off the roller coaster. They don't keep going. Nothing good happens to riding the roller coaster too long. There's a reason. Get out. I'm going to send me back, John. Run it, run it, run it again. Also, do you have like yes. a, yeah? Also, do you have some Thai food? I just want to gobble down a whole bunch of Thai food. I'm just super hungry. Some uh, unsettle okay. myself. Whatever. All right. Well, thank you for bringing that one to us, Myth Forty Seven and George for talking about that. I think we'll move on to our topic here. How many to mint? Mint them all, right? Let's just mint them all. All the things. All the things. I think in a previous episode we talked about sort of when you have conviction get more than one so you can hold one, sell one in this classic, like, all right, I paid for what I got in for. And I think that's fine advice. However, there's a nuance to it depending on what, you know, what the base price is and what your appetite is uh, for being able to afford that. So I've seen, you know, recently we talked about, I had the opportunity to admit two Osanachis and I, and I didn't, I think, you know, it was point one. I was like, yeah, yeah I, had medium conviction and then looking back, I'm like, wish I got two. However, there's others that went to junk and I'm like, glad I didn't get two. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, weighing the risk and reward of, of these. And, you know, I think it's worth thinking a little bit of like, what is, what is the worst case here? What do you think the floor could be? And if we're, and if we're thinking at about, you know, with, for me, the Osanachi one was, was a, you know, smart play because I felt like it was a pretty low low risk Becton that it was minting relatively quickly. A lot of good collectors and he's a known collector. No, I'm sorry, known artist in the space. And it felt like a low, relatively low risk. You know, I thought that it could hang around 0.1 to 0.2 for quite a long, or even, I'm sorry, even like 0.07 to 0.15, more like that for, for a time. It's, it's risen pretty quickly to 
I think it's around 0.4 right now. Um, and certainly gone faster than I thought, but it's, I've thought about this a lot more and trying to, trying to wait for those types of plays where I see a little bit lower risk. And, and when I do see that putting, uh, you're minting a couple more because it does give you the opportunity. I mean, there's a few things that it does. One is it gives you the opportunity to potentially mint something, especially rare, you know, when you're picking, when you're minting, you're getting it at that, you know, the original price and you do have the chance of getting something rare. So there, you know, if you believe in the project and you think that it's worth that, that point one or, or whatever the, the mint price is, you know, theoretically a, a rare piece from that collection should be worth, you know, some percentage more than that. Uh, mint price. Um, so each mint has a little bit more value. And if you do it enough, you will get one of those. But the other thing is, is that you can, for, you can pick what you want to hold on to. You can also, like you said, George, sell without being out of the collection. I find that it removes a lot of the emotion to me about whether I want to sell a piece and maybe end up with nothing in the collection. I'm able to sell, maybe recoup you know, maybe even if you, if you mid three, you know, maybe you can sell one to, or, you know, sorry, maybe you can even sell two to, and you paid for everything. Like you were alluding to, uh, with the flower frame project, you know, and, and take your, take what you put in out and then still be able to, to stay in the project and not feel like you, you know, maybe made a big mistake and, you know, watch it go up and don't feel like you get to be a part of it. So here's the contrarian view to this though, is that 95% of projects that <clears throat> go through a mint end up with a price that happens below the floor. They just yeah. don't make it back. So like, I'm also one to say like, I kind of buy and then I kind of wait and look at it. I'm like, mm, did you? So I think there are times where I'll get into the mint, but then watch and wait and say like, all right, what's happening? So for instance, you know, we're, we're kind of looking at it now and the, the X copy that we got is down to 0.67. That's X copy. I would say that if you had timed that well, you could have sold one for, for I know. well over 1.5 E and you know, I should have done that because as, as I did live on the podcast, I minted two, did not mean to, you know, I'm sure if, Took your own I did mint two, you know, what I should have done was, was sell one once that price yeah. got up yeah. to, to at least one and a half, you know, I think that's, that's. That's what I try to do a lot more now and trying to be more conscious of taking some profit to cover the mint cost at the beginning. I would say that there's generally, well, I, I, you know, I'll, yes, you're right that a lot of, most of the time projects mint out and the, the floor price ends up below the mint price. I think there's often, if you're picking the right projects, there's often a little exuberance around a mint out and a potential to, to, to sell something for over the, the mint price at that point, you know, it's not obviously for all projects, you know, you want to be picking the right projects, you know, and that's something that I think is easier said than done, but at the same time, it's, it's worth letting some things pass by. If you don't have much conviction, you know, if you think that there, it's a high risk, if you get, if it doesn't seem crazy that the floor price might be half the mint price, you know, if, if that seems feasible, you know, that's not, that's not great. For me to want to get into something, I wouldn't have real high conviction then. If that's my prediction for it, you know, again, easier said than done to actually to know that. But if you're if you're looking at these things, you can generally get some sense of how fast it's minting. I if I think it's going to 
mint out anyway. I'll probably, and I see that it's moving in with some of the art blocks things recently that um, I talked about in the last episode. I've been kind of waiting till there's about 30% minted at a, at a decent pace and see like, all right, this is, this is moving fast enough that I think this is the lowest price and people are buying it. I don't think that it will take all that long to sell out. And I don't want to have a, a gas for and hopefully could mint maybe two or three of those before it goes and get to choose something. You know, it's different with every collection. We've had, you know, we've talked about things that are pre-reveal. Pre-reveal often is a, a great time to sell sort of before, you know, people buying all those unscratched lottery tickets, not sure what they are. You know, that is often a great time to sell. We saw recently a project that we're talking about in the uh, Discord, Wrecked Guy. We actually saw that those went higher after the reveal. That's pretty unusual, but you know, I think when you do have one that you're buying pre-reveal, it's, it's, that's one where it's worth selling. At least if you have a couple worth selling something pre-reveal and maybe holding, if you want to play that game to see if you get something else, but not so bad to be able to take some, some profit before, you know, before finding out if the practice is going north or south after the, uh, after that point. <laughs> yeah. The, the other thing is like, if it's a free mint, obviously max out what you can mint. No question. Right. Like, come on. Yeah, we- Goblin town. Goblin Temples, yeah. you said it yourself, and especially in a market like this, what I like is the confidence of saying, like, on the free mink, clearly the the founders are saying, like, we are going to get secondary gone, right? This is interesting. So you're saying free mint, you should mint more. Mint as many as you possibly can at free mint. Like, I don't know, right? Like, get your second. Yeah, obviously watch that gas, you know, we've had some, had some low gas recently, although I've noticed some, we've had a lot more spikes. Some weird days, weird days. Very it hasn't been as, I don't know, it's been quiet in the space, but I don't know. I guess this is Goblin Town, right? <laughs> so the, I want to come back to you because I, I was holding the point of the reveal, right? This game of the reveal of like, oh my gosh, excitement's coming. So I sold pre-reveal on Wrecked Guy and I, you know, I made money. Look, it was a pre-drop. So if you're one of our affordable projects, it was DGENs, amazing pick by Andrew there. What a great community. We've talked about it. They then gave you a free drop for Wrecked Guy. Wrecked Guy pumps to like over an ETH, well over. I think it's down to like 0. 6, 0. 0.7 now post-reveal. But there was there was a high point. I made, I made an error by selling before the reveal. And in my mind, here's the play. I Did you make an error? No, I didn't make an error. I made half an ETH is what I made, right? That's what I made most times that's the problem right it's an n of one but my thinking is that the average sort of distribution for the overall resulting reveal meaning that like we can't tell the certain image and then the owner just the changes the url and each one has its own image you're like oh this is the one percent rare oh i'm at a 90 percent not rare that technically should be if the market's priced right an averaged amortization across the entire collection. So you move from this, like, am I going to get the one in 100 or do I want to get my smoothed out average value right now? And I'll, I'll take the average value right now. And maybe that was, you know, I could have made more if I waited. I think most of the time though, there's hype, there's interest. There's people that want to play that lottery game because they're like, oh, one of these could be worth 10 X the rest. And you're like, yes. However, <laughs> you know, what game, what game do you want to play? If I had two, that would have been a great thing, but I didn't have the power to get to. Yeah. So I think that's a case where, you know, it would be nice to have to, those were, I think they were just actually per wallet that they were 
given out uh, for DGEN's holders. So I don't know that, I mean, it would be hard to have the, to have gotten more than one unless you had multiple wallets uh, holding them. So yeah, that, that's a tough one uh, for this many, you know, this discussion of how many to mint. And, you know, I think you can actually apply this, this idea to how many to buy when you're able to buy something at a low price, if you are going into it and, you know, think that it's about the flow as it's going to go, you know, it may be worth getting more than one, but you know, you never know. It's more looking at, you know, what have most people gotten into to the project at? where are most people willing to sell? And, you know, I think you can sort of learn that if you look at the activity for some time, um, one project that uh, George mentioned recently is the Accutars. I mean, I, I've been watching that activity a lot and that's just been, it, it hasn't, you know, I've been looking for it to, to get down to 0.6 or so, and it won't get below 0 0.68, 0 0.67 and. Even then it's just one or two, they're sticking at 0.7. And that's one where, you know, I start to, after a while, it starts to look a little bit more enticing at that price range when you just see that anything that gets much below that is getting snapped up pretty quickly. But it's also one where, uh, they're cool pieces. And I would, I would want to have more than one in the end if I could, because I think that there's a good chance that they, uh, you know, that they could catch on at some point and I would hate, I would like to be right and like to stay in the collection, you know, if that, if that does happen, <laughs> right. And when I say right, to be right with, uh, be able to take some profit. <laughs> yeah. Because you want to hold it. I guess I'm getting a little less diamond handsy with some of my, my projects at this point. I think the larger sort of upside I, I've lost out on, it's like thinking I have to like hold these things forever. Like you can always get back into the project, frankly, like the chance that you're like happen to be holding like the one thing that's going to go rocketing. Uh, so I've, uh, I've begun to be kind of getting back to our episode about head and shoulders, right? Like I'm aiming for like the, the, the shoulders and knees, I should say. I'm like, I'm fine taking a profit where it is so that I can find another project. But the, the buy two is, is really, if you're able to, especially for a smaller level, uh, the way to go. And you know, the larger it gets, the larger it can fall. So that's where I get, yeah, I mean, eat those. Yeah. I mean, right now, you know, those Accutars are certainly not, I don't know, in the affordable range necessarily. It's, it's, you know, for that, it's more that you start to see, you start to see that there is demand at a, at a slightly lower price, I guess, you know, but that's, that's one where it's a little harder. Play here. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. So by the way, Flower Fam, the, the team I forgot to mention, not fully doxxed. So a lot of, a lot of great signals here. Uh, here's what I think is going to happen. There's going to be increased attention and then pressure because everyone's staking their flowers. As soon as it, the flower fam, that price gets close to Akatars, I'm going to sell my flower and go get a, go get an Akatar. All right, Myth, that's my play. This is there not financial go. advice. I'm talking about getting one JPEG for another JPEG. All right. I like it. I, I like those Akatars. Uh, you know, that's one where it would be tough to, 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 uh, get a couple of them necessarily. But, you know, I think that's the, you're right to, had the idea that you don't need to be diamond handed about these things. It's not, you know, this isn't the case of one project that's gonna take you to, you know, to board a plant at this point, you know, there's a lot of options out there and chances are that there's gonna, that they're gonna have some success and that it's gonna reach, you know, it's going to plateau or it's going to move along slowly at some point. You had another note here in our, in our show notes that I really want to touch on um, and it's better to pass on mediocre projects. And, and with the poor risk reward profile and save for good projects. You know, we are, you know, we had our shopping list. We're talking about avatars. We're you know, bringing up these other, 
other projects along the way. And I think it's getting easier to separate the wheat from the chaff. And while you can run around and try to find the next Goblin Town and bet on every single meme, like, by the way, get on whatever free mint you can find, do it if that's your hustle. It's a fine game, right? You're paying gas to be in the game, okay? But I think saving up and then really looking for quality projects as a play on Lever Vise is, is what I'm looking at still. And, I, you know, I don't think NFTs are going anywhere. Yeah, I, I agree. And that that's... Good to mention that point that I mentioned that I had written there. Just, I think there's a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of projects that are on sale from people that are going to be around the space for a long time and worth looking at those rather than hoping to catch the new uh, lightning in a bottle or, or, you know, got one town in it. Oh. I mean, obviously if it's free, go for it. Don't go, you know, don't go giving away your ETH and hoping that you're, that it's going to turn into more ETH. Oh, and, and the project I can never say no to. I picked up another Mooncat. Speaking of which, they fell below my buy price. I got a little orange tabby. We'll that big fellow's orange tabby. It's a good one. That's someone told me. I was like, all right, what do we got here? Wait a minute. It's orange. That's rare. There's a clear face. That's good. It's happy, which seems to be there are more frownies than happies. So I got a smiling orange tabby ready for action for under 0.3. And I weeded patiently. And just check it's just it's a much more relaxed time to be trying to you know ape into to projects that yeah out. it is nice to be able to to shop a little bit more kind of wait it out you know it's hard at times to be patient as a buyer but i do feel like i it's easier when you realize that there's a bunch of different collections that are worth watching putting on a list and then just be patient wait you know for me i'm trying to wait for offers to come through for the most part unless i see something that's you know, very mispriced. <laughs> yeah, I've been less on the offer and more on the like watching and knowing enough about a project to wait for that misprice. And I'm always looking at the recent activity to be like, all right, where's been the most like lowest low? So not the floor, but the like the who got desperate at one point and drop something in there. Yeah, I should actually say I've been I've been using offers more often when I've already got pieces of a collection offering okay. at a significant discount and it's the intention is either i end up with it at a discount or maybe it uh you know gets inspires somebody else to to go buy it ahead of that or, or at, least, at least make an offer ahead of that you know I, I either way i'd be happy as far as uh, someone picking up another piece from the collection or ending up with it at a discount all right good topic Good theme. See you out there. Join the Discord. Remember, none of this is financial advice. And leave us a review so we can build up that massive audience so we can avoid insider trading. That's right. Yeah. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.